Fuck demons, sex monsters, cock gobblers and goblins alike. We are back with another episode of Sex News with Ray. And we are back again with Marissa Swinton, a sex educator and women's confidence and sexuality coach. Marissa, say hello to your adoring fans. Hey, y'all. Oh my God, that was so Calgary. <laughs> Do you guys say y'all in Calgary? So much. Do you want a cowboy hat? I am a boy. Oh my God. Do you have one of those slutty black ones? I want uh, a slutty. No, I, have a, I have a red one. The slutty black ones are my favorite. I would like one, but I have nowhere to wear it. Hmm. Come for Stampede. And we can wear it at Stampede. Uh, you've told me about Stampede. I know. I mean, that sounds like <laughs> a good time. When is Stampede? Uh, it's the first um, 10 days. In. It's the first, like, it starts on the first Friday of July and goes for 10 days. Yeah, I think I am probably busy and or can't afford to visit right now. That's fair, but also sad. A future year. Yeah. What can I, I say? Mean, Our vacation dollars to go to Calgary are being taken by somebody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today's article, Britney Spears, an icon for purity culture's wounded women. It's mm. from the National Catholic Reporter, August 31st, 2021. Hashtag free Britney. The article starts by introducing Britney Spears and the conservatorship. This is before Britney was freed and mm -hmm. connecting it to the evangelical purity movement. So a quote, in many respects, both the religious and secular forces that shaped Britney Spears sprang from a single source, purity culture. The article quotes Linda K. Klein, who wrote a book on the purity movement. According to Klein, purity culture is any culture that sums people up as good or bad based on other people's perceptions of their gender performance or their sexuality. Its particular manifestation in the purity movement of the 90s and 2000s was possible because American culture was already a purity culture. Mm -hmm. She attributes the purity movement to 1980s backlash to free love and the AIDS epidemic leading to the Reagan administration pushing abstinence-only education. In 1995, different Catholic, uh, Christian and Catholic organizations pushed to boycott Disney, leading to the company creating icons of purity. Singers and actors like Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore, and Britney Spears were marketed to parents looking for palatable role models for their young children. Spears asserted that her faith was central to her life and that she was waiting until marriage to have sex. She and others were praised for their virginity, for being good girls. At first, Britney was doing a good job of appearing sexy while touting Christian values. As she aged and matured, the Christian community no longer wanted to endorse her. Instead of responding to her sexualization with shame, like a good girl should, Spears used her sex appeal for her own gain. Britney turned into a temptress. Novera a wily one. Yes, and then there's a quote from someone here. But Novera believes yeah. there's a growing awareness of how Spears' person and body have been commodified throughout her life. And he said this reflects a growing cultural awareness that this commodification, rather than Spears' sexuality, sowed chaos in her life. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Purity culture, purity not in culture. a Christian, not, not in it. This is where the Christian purity culture has infiltrated every aspect of our media. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first thing I think about actually is I know where this is an article about Britney Spears and I know we're going to talk about Britney Spears a lot, but you said Mandy Moore and I want to touch on her because uh, I, I like Mandy Moore. Um, uh, but there's, there was definitely uh, in my you know, formative years there, there was definitely this like push towards like Mandy Moore was more pure. She was more virginal. She was more, she was like more of a good girl than Britney Spears was. 
because she dyed her hair brown when everybody was blonde and because she did like a walk to remember which is still a great movie but like um but she did a walk to remember where she played this very like um christian good girl who did not lose her virginity until after um sorry she did not lose her pnb virginity um, no, she didn't lose any of her virginities until after marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Like she maybe kissed once and then was like, no, not until marriage. Exactly. And she um, also happened to be dying of cancer and was going to die young. Yeah. It's a great movie. And had a pastor for a father. But do yeah. you like that movie? Do you, do, you, do you ever watch it? <laughs> I watched it for the first time in high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, this is stupid. And then I watched it again as an adult. And I was like, I guess I see it now. Hmm. But like, I, it, it wasn't my, it wasn't, the message wasn't anything that was relevant to me. Mm. That's fair. That's fair enough. It was super relevant to me, but um, it was the first, I think it was the first movie I ever cried at. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet it was a good movie. Right. Well, you know, she wore all those dowdy outfits, but then she's yeah. allowed to wear a slutty dress as long as it's for the school play. Yes. As long as it's just dress up and make fun of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Britney Spears has generally uh, one of the one of the ways like she had that conservative that one of the ways that her father um, got the conservatorship extended was by basically saying that she was like irresponsible and sexually Mm -hmm. promiscuous and couldn't be trusted. And they forced her to be on birth control, even though she wanted kids and was an adult woman. Yeah, it's like that. Like that entire conservatorship is crazy to me because it's. You can't, they're like conservatorships are for people with like dementia. Yeah. Who literally can't take care of themselves. Other people with the exact same diagnoses that Britney Spears has yeah. do not have conservatorships. conservatorships. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and apparently um, Britney being freed is also helping Amanda Bynes get free from hers, yeah. which is yeah, very exciting. That, which is really awesome too. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe they are both diagnosed with either bipolar or borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I know so many people with those diagnoses who uh, live perfectly, adequately responsible solo lives. Like, Yep. I know a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Brit- uh, do you, she's pregnant now, actually. Good for Britney. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. She's, Good for she, that's all she's wanted is to have a day off and wanted. be a mom yeah she retired and then she got pregnant you know what i find kind of interesting about this and then i want to bring this back to disney and corporations yeah off sure of sure. jamie lynn spears has taken over for like with that image i think like jamie lynn spears is the one who seems like the super pure like she's she's on all these sitcoms playing like a very nice sweet girl mm-hmm. in different contexts yeah, like a nice I have Christian a lot to woman. say about Jane. I like. I don't have nice things to say about that person. You have nice or not nice? Not nice. Tell me more. Well, first of all, she ha- didn't she have like an affair with her producer when she was like sixteen? And can you have an affair with your producer when you're sixteen? Or is that, you know, legally? I'm pretty sure that's. I'm trying like, to think. Like, is was that is that power? I, yeah, I feel like I'd say that's, that's a power. weird power dynamic. And she was 16. Okay. Yeah. Like discuss it's but I'm not I'm not trying to shame her here for, for that. Okay. I'm saying that like throughout her life, she's she's had some questionable behavior. And but she doesn't she have did a conservatorship. To, but she doesn't have conservatorship. Yeah. Yeah. And um and what she did afterwards to Britney, like where she wrote that book like right after i don't know about any of this shut up bitch 
Oh, really? Yeah. I'm such a fucking pop drama queen. All right. Give um, us a quick, for those of us who don't know what's happening in the book, what did she do in the book? So uh, she wrote a tell-all, uh, like, days after Brittany got out of her conservatorship. Like, oh, literally days. She did not let her sister tell her story first. She was, she released this book um, and profited off of this book days after Brittany was out of the conservatorship. Got it. And it was just like another way that her family like used her for, for personal gain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go back to um, just like, (laughs) let's go back to Disney and purity culture. So sure. I mean, Disney wanted to be marketed as a family-friendly organization. Like, if we look at Disney movies that were being made, I would say, in the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, the early 90s, there's a lot more, like, like I feel like kids' movies have really changed in terms of yes. what we consider appropriate. Like, I remember watching All Dogs Go to Heaven, and there's, like, a <sighs> dog who gets murdered because of his gambling debt and then comes back to... <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. And there's like, I can't watch that movie. It makes it's me terrifying. cry too much. And like, Charlie dies. And I'm just like, Charlie. Yeah. So I that movie, it. by the way, Nightmares is so scary. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing. I mean, I know that's not Disney, but like, that was definitely a thing that was considered appropriate for kids. Is at the time. Is Heaven not Disney? Let's look it up. <laughs> is. This is the season where we look things up. All dogs go to. Oh my God. Literally, it's like one of the first things. And. <laughs> It is not. It is an no. Irish, British, and American venture produced by Goldcrest Films and Sullivan Bluth Studios, Ireland Limited. Sullivan Bluth does some weird shit. It competed directly with Walt Disney feature animations, The Little Mermaid, which was released on the same day. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. Versus, so. like, I don't know. Yeah. So we've got we've got um the well Miley Cyrus is another victim of the Disney purity mm, culture. Very much so. Right, because you have this person where where around the time of Britney and around all of this, the young Disney heroes if you will the live action ones are basically told as they hit puberty and as they become adults they cannot be sexually active i also mm-hmm. remember the one it was zach efron and the other one from we're all in this together vanessa hudgens vanessa hudgens she i got never caught... watched high school musical okay. a single time so she sent a nude and oh, didn't get hired or i think she got fired mm-hmm. or like she was basically like scurried off and hidden somewhere mm-hmm. for breach of contract or something Miley Cyrus, as soon as she turns 18, starts doing things like naked and getting wearing, like literally showing up places without a shirt on. Because when you are repressed for so long, you go the opposite direction until you learn how to balance and calm down. Yeah, the same happened to Demi Lovato, right? So Demi Lovato had eating disorders the entire time she was working for Disney. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Disney model is... Um, it's clearly not an effective model. Honestly, it's the ultimate, I think it's the ultimate expression of corporate patriarchy. Yeah. And how it oh, controls yeah. young people and how it controls like real life bodies. Yes. I'm not even talking about the cartoons. But then like even, you know, Disney princesses, I think, are another example of uh like certain Patient. messages. I would say <laughs> messages being perpetuated. Like Belle For sure. Belle, I mean I know everyone says that like Belle is all like Stockholm syndrome, but really she she never did. She was always there for her on her own so volition. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to read, she wanted adventure, she got it, and then as soon as like the beast pisses her off. She runs away. Like, you know what I, I mean? I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. Yeah. It was my favorite one. It's my favorite. She's my favorite. I like the, question. you know, the little mermaid finds she has a crush on a boy, but she does something very brave in order to like do that. And like, mm-hmm. I know everyone's like, she gave up her voice for a man. And I'm like, eh, she wanted to be a person even before the prince. 
Who was I? Who I was reading this somewhere. It was probably a meme, to be very honest with you, but I really liked it. Um, and it was like alternate, you know, Disney storyline where the Ursula, who, um, you know, is seen as being this horrible person because she, or horrible witch because she took Ariel's voice away, but she taught Ariel that her voice was important. Yeah, it's an interesting more than her looks and her, you know, like like. It's, well, the prince didn't fall uh, yeah. for her for her looks even after all that time. Yeah. Although yeah. maybe he was bedazzled by, you know, the siren song, which like, mm. you know, even just the fact that she could sing and was a mermaid in the siren song and all that stuff, I think is a missed thing. That being said, um, we are seeing, I think you put in here a note that we're seeing a shift away from love stories with princesses. Yeah, for sure. I didn't put a note in there, but yeah, we Ooh, are. Was that um, me? Did I put that note? You did. I didn't wow. Know. I'm really fucking smart sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're seeing like, like, um, I think that you can see this really well with like, um, I don't want to name this one first, but it's the first one that came to mind because I actually hate this movie. Um, <laughs> you better not be like, talking about Frozen. I'm totally talking about Frozen. Frozen's where the it's best. Like, I hate it. I hate it so because much. Because we don't have a sister. <laughs> I don't have a sister. You're if right. If you had and a sister, you would love that it, movie. But I hate it. I can't. It's You know what? No, I hate it because I was a nanny and they made me watch it over and over yeah, and again. Fair. And I hate it. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. I thought it was so... I really liked the shift towards showing female relationships yes that are not yeah. romantic relationships and yeah you know sister bonds and sibling bonds and they I think also that's do really that sweet. in like the princess and the frog with uh tiana and i don't remember her name her like you know naveen very no not prince naveen. no tiana oh her friend the her one, friend the, the curvy one yeah yeah the, the pink one princess. Always, yeah. yeah like the pink one <laughs> yeah a lot of pink um right um and you also see that in like Brave and Moana. I love Moana. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you're having this almost like uh, around the same time that you're seeing. Because I should add that the animation studios are separate from the live action studios. Like it, mm -hmm. they're they're almost like completely different, even though they're all mandated by the same thing. Even the theme parks are very kid friendly. But um, the stories moving away from love are are also kid friendly. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time kind of reminds me of that feeling that like, oh, well, like romantic love isn't for children either. You know, I don't mind it. Like I I'm saying that it's something, it's an interesting thing to consider. But like at the same time that you have Disney princess stories becoming less about romance, you also still have their live action stories and their live action contracts heavily controlling the bodies of the young people that they work with. Yes. My thoughts just go towards like, for so long, you know, uh, you know, through this, through this kind of, um, corporate, you know, media strategy, we've been taught how, like, we've been programmed, like, to look at romantic relationships as being more important than anything else in our life, you know, and we've been taught to look at romantic relationships as like the end all be all, you know, and they lived happily ever after. Well, I don't know about any of you guys but um like happily ever after doesn't just happen you know <laughs> yeah you don't ride off into the sunset right and um or you do in frozen too but that's become you because you've become the embodiment of like the five spirits and have has nothing to do with a man I've but you didn't even frozen watch frozen too so clearly you don't I did know not, i did not and i'm proud of it okay <laughs> you shouldn't see it it's just what I'm you're talking about it's exactly to. what you're talking about i'm not going to elsa <laughs> finds herself in the song show I'm yourself so she's the one she's been waiting she for found all of her herself life. in let it go she found herself in let it go no but the point is that let like it. she's 
she's on this whole quest to figure out like who she is and where her powers come from and she's yeah. literally like looking for like this the answers and she's waiting for someone else to give her the answers and she realizes like she's the answer she had she's, the answer not only does she she is her answer she oh, always has been Anyway, it's, and it's, a, it's like another very hard to sing song that no one should attempt at karaoke. I'm yeah. sorry. This is and you've attempted it at karaoke, haven't you? So many times. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the privacy of my own home. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're saying decentralizing romantic relationships happily ever yeah. after cakes work. I think that they're still, um, they're still figuring it out, like how to how to not make romantic relationships the central part of every single story, but also still promote like healthy romantic relationships you know? yeah yeah There's, i really liked like, i do like okay i will give you this with frozen i do like how that romantic relationship occurred yeah in frozen where he's like you because, can't just marry the, someone the night you meet them yeah well well that wasn't what i was talking about oh. i was talking about like how she left the toxic relationship you know like and who's like the person that she met the prince i don't know yeah um, and the entire story was focused on her and her sister. But as a side note, there was a romantic relationship that involved, right? Like, because her and that dude. The, the side quest, guy. yes. Yeah. And I appreciated that aspect because it was like, it's not central to the story. Do you like but how it still matters? They taught a generation of young girls what love bombing looks like. Yeah. That was in one song. Phenomenal. That is my karaoke song, by the we way. We finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. If a guy is that, in, yeah, that's exactly it. If a guy says let's get married after that like oh, yeah. don't trust it shit don't trust yeah shit. yeah okay. i actually found out last night just last night that we finished each other's sandwiches is not from frozen it's from somewhere else is it yeah <gasps> what yeah excuse me it it came on like arrested it was on like arrested development before frozen and stuff like that and there was a couple other places it was too i didn't know that wow i know doesn't it just like, almost like your soul so a bit? my sister works in animation i don't know my i don't know if my listeners know this but my sister's an animation character designer um and we're very proud of her she's got a real job um so she used to get this question all the time from like adults and children what do you do i work in animation what do you mean kids animation and they're like literally would have this fritz because in their minds um only like kids shows are for kids so you must be immature if you're making kids shows mm. and she's just like who do you think makes the kids shows who do yeah. you think's writes the kids shows it's not children making or writing these shows it's adults mm -hmm. so which is why we also have to be very conscious of our messaging and and put in you know it's anyway um tangent we've gone off this is the we, apparently the pop culture tangent <laughs> okay can i just go off really one really quick yeah sorry my friend knows do you remember lunette the clown yes my friend you know that there's some great porn of her lunette, i wasn't talking about the porn but she knows Lunette the Clown. And I was really excited about that and learning stories about Lunette outside of Lunette. And I was like, I don't know if I'm a little shattered right now. <laughs> I do want to point out that Lunette, this is what I mean, the porn of her. Lunette the Clown was so flexible that she pulled her head in a straight line above her head to pick to point at the 12 on the clock. Okay. Yeah. That's got to be a kinky woman right there. If you have not, if you were a millennial, you would not try that. Have you even learned? Like, yeah <laughs> i remember being a kid and being like holy shit that's impossible she makes yeah, it so easy like i mean like i cannot do this was How she a gymnast outside like now that i think about it i you know what we're gonna have a conversation later where i want to hear all the dirt <laughs> on lunette the clown yeah um okay canadian pop culture reference right there. <laughs> yeah um okay so 
I have a question, but I'm going to say it for the end because first I want to talk about the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yes. And back to purity rings because mm-hmm. they apparently had purity rings, but this was they not did. required by Disney, despite no. what people thought it was. So a quote from an interview with them in 2019. Uh, well, just in general, in an interview. So the sons of a former worship leader and pastor, the Jonas Brothers, also discussed the rings in a new documentary, Chasing Happiness. Joe said that a South Park episode which ridiculed the rings made it seem like the brothers were using Christianity and purity as a way to sell music to kids. They weren't far off, that's for sure, he admitted. In the church, it was encouraged that we go through this program, and it was like, wait for the right person and wait till marriage, Joe said. All the kids that I grew up with were doing it, so I was like, oh, this is cool. Probably by 15, I was like, what? What is this? That was not who we were. It was just something we did when we were young kids. But we wore the rings throughout the first bit of the band starting to explode. At that point, it was too late because it was in the media. Mm-hmm. And then he talked a bit about how the media was obsessed with the sex lives of kids. And that seemed really weird. Yeah, for sure. And I was 100%. like, is it weird? Wearing purity rings is weird. Is like, of course, no. the media is obsessed with your sex life. The media is yeah. obsessed with everybody's sex life. If you're famous, they're obsessed with what you're doing. And you're wearing purity yeah. rings. And who so, you're doing if you're doing it. Like, inappropriate <laughs> that the media is obsessed with yourself. Everyone, yeah, it's inappropriate. Welcome to fucking reality. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, first of all, I love... For- and also, like, as if the church wasn't obsessed with your sex life for getting you to sign up for purity rings before 15. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they signed up, I think, that the Jonas Brothers signed up when they were, like, eight. That's what I mean. What yeah. is more obsessed with a child's sex life than getting your kid to to get a purity ring and it was like i i think i read that it was like something like they it was they looked forward to it when they were like five and six it was like oh your big brother got his purity ring aren't you excited for yours and stuff like that like ew they were like excited to get this thing because it was a rite of passage and it was uh yeah like Um, getting a bar mitzvah yeah okay (laughs) but But without any of the work yeah um i love i want to say that purity culture and I do this too. I'm not, I'm not, um, I am not free from it. Uh, I tend to focus on purity culture and women because that's who I am. That's my, my interests lie. That's, um, that's what I know is purity culture and women. And I love that the Jonas brothers have spoken out about purity culture and how it affects men. It really is neat. Like people need to hear it. What have they said from what you remember? Um, well, most of them just say that they feel like, I think I'm trying to remember what I've read in the documentaries that I've read there. They've talked about how inappropriate it is to ask children to devote their lives to something before they understand what that devotion means. And, um, and they've talked about how instead of teaching them, uh, like ways to, how am I how can I work this instead of teaching them ways to be intimate and ways to um enjoy their bodies and stuff like that um as teenagers they weren't taught that um and so they had to go through all of these like not necessarily good ways to learn it like like drug use and um mm. uh right and, and if you're famous you know, like famous at the same time and like young women are throwing themselves at you exactly like I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was, if I was, you know, 16, 17 at a concert and Justin Bieber walked by me, I would have thrown myself at him. Oh, I went to concerts at 16 and these were like adult men who were definitely above 18, like early 20s. 
Mm-hmm. And if they had said, come to my trailer, I would have been like, I hell yeah. I would have gone to their trailer. Yeah. And if they. Sure. Yeah. Like we all have that dream of like, it's not even hooking up with them. Like, I don't even know what the dream is, but you think they're cute and you just want to be near them. You just want to be around them. Um, New Kids on the Block, the band New Kids on the Block talks about this actually a lot as well. They talk about how um, they started to not really understand um, like the like the boundaries of sexual like of sexual relationships because they could just get anything they wanted Mm. so they started pushing the boundaries more and more and more until they started doing like illegal things and they started doing you know um like things that hurt people Um, yeah being told no is really good for you because you learn how to handle it yeah um but being told no all the time is gonna also make you repress it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyways, yeah. that's my spiel about how I appreciate the Jonas Brothers for speaking out. And I appreciate like new kids on the block for speaking out and you know, giving yeah. their side of the story. I don't know if listeners have figured out, but there's a flow to our episode. So our first episode was a bit about the history of purity culture and purity culture in Christian spaces. Mm-hmm. Our last episode was a little bit about how it's infiltrated sex education and sex education is very much like and like how how like religious Christian values have infiltrated that aspect, that more direct aspect. But this one's obviously a bit more about how there is no such thing as secular culture without Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if you have seen purity culture showing up in society outside of religious spaces for you in other places, because I know I have like outside of sex ed and outside of I'm not in church, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're asking me this or you're asking the listeners this? Well, anyone, anyone who wants this, but you too, personally, like I'm where trying else? to think of where else we've seen it other than like, you know, Disney. Outside of religious space. Yeah. Like, like purity culture. And as you mm-hmm. said, it's part of the makeup of our, of our society. country and our society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly see it. I know this is going to sound weird, but you see it a lot in how we are advertised and marketed to, right? Sex is a marketing tool, but sex work mm-hmm. is illegal yeah oh god yeah right like we are allowed to to uh like like sex is too pure to be commodified as we commodify it yeah i'm trying to think um now the only thought i have in my brain is you know in america sex is the only like sex you can you can't purchase sex from somebody unless you film it yeah you like, know? The, <laughs> like yeah the porn the thing yeah porn is yeah. legal but sex work isn't yeah yeah, yeah. um I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Me too. I'm just going to take a moment here. Yeah. After all of that fun pop culture stuff. I'm trying to think of where else. Well, let's just talk about like fucking free the nipple day, you know, (laughs) like, and how like it's completely fine for a, you know, uh, a person with a penis to walk around without a shirt on, but it's not okay for a woman, a person with, with a person with a vulva to walk around without a shirt on. I mean, because like, we have, because the majority of us have breasts. I tan topless on the beach because that's my legal right. Yeah. For that exact reason. But is, is that, is yeah. that legal in Ontario? Since 1991. Socially, it is less acceptable, but it is fully legal. I actually remember this time when I was living in Vancouver and I was walking down the street and uh, it like, I've always been very, you know, open with everything and there was a girl who was walking down the street with her top off and I was uncomfortable. 
And it, instead of like, but I owned that uncomfort, you know, it was like, it was like, I was uncomfortable because you're walking down the street topless. Why am I uncomfortable with you walking down the street topless? Mm-hmm. Like, and it made me kind of like reflect on why I wasn't, uh, why I was uncomfortable. And it was the Honestly, same kind of- because you're not used to it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. The more you see it, the less uncomfortable it gets. Exactly. Actually. And that was another thing I was going to say is, you know, when we're told, you know, to, to dress modestly and, and, you know, don't show our cleavage and don't show our ankles or whatever. I don't know. Like, those are the sexualization. Like, if you don't see it, you're going to sexualize it because yeah. you don't see it. You know, like, well, I but was... you think about tribes and stuff like that and like Papua New Guinea who wear like a belt and that's it. Um, like those, they're, their genitals and their, you know, breasts aren't sexualized whatsoever. It's just who they are. It's just their body. Yeah. You know? I was just thinking about how, um, so remember I was saying there was children in the movie theater when I went to go see The Northman? Mm-hmm. That movie was rated PG-14 and you saw people's heads get ripped off and their limbs were being like torn off and they were showing it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was PG-14 because you didn't see breasts or genitals and sex scenes were like in the dark in the cloak of night you saw a butt so basically you can watch very like this is i'm not the first person to work upon this but like violence is perfectly socially acceptable to see especially for young people but sex is not that's purity culture right there yeah that's purity culture and military indoctrination all right (laughs) i mean i could go on that but like yeah Yeah. okay should we take yeah (laughs) you're there you figured it out okay (laughs) This is your casual, super chill reminder that we have podcast swag. Do you want a hat that says fuck demon? We have those, among other items. You can find them through sharewithray.com slash merch or head to my Etsy store, send nudes by Ray. And we're back. Marissa, my friend is obsessed with OnlyFans. How can I help him to date real women? Hmm, this is a great question. Depending on the person, what they're receiving from OnlyFans is, is, is intimate for them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they're getting that intimacy in, in a way. Um, and like, it's not that I, like, help me out. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. This person is like, receiving something from these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he follows. I I don't know. And it's um it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, but my, if you are wanting them to My question is are they living in reality yeah, of what the relationship is? Exactly. And that's that might was, be the concern. That's where I was going. Thank you. No <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Um yeah, are they living in the reality of the relationship and and are they putting expectations or or um uh, like really like feelings in the relationship more so than they should be yes because it is in a like one thing to keep in mind is that this is still a business transaction mm-hmm. right like the people people with an only fans are sex workers right mm-hmm. it is work to a certain extent um so i do think that the question it's a lot of mental energy it is a lot of mental energy and so part of what the transaction is is paying for this person to pay attention to you which is fair but the woman with the only fans is not going to be your girlfriend she is not going to be your wife you are mm-hmm. not going to have kids with her 
Whatever right. it is that you are looking for in your life, you are not going to get that with with the content creators. I say this as an OnlyFans content creator. Like, yeah. right? Like I market it. I, I tell you guys where to find me at the end of every episode. And so I make it very clear what I'm offering. And what I'm offering is um, access to my personality, my sense of humor, and mm-hmm. what my body looks like to a certain extent. But I am not offering you a relationship. A relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think maybe it's reminding your friend, because you're trying to help him date real women. Maybe it's reminding your friend or getting your friend to think about what kind of relationship is he looking for? Mm-hmm. And, you know. Is he, re- you know. Is he receiving, is he receiving, that? receiving yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. What would you yeah. say? How would you, how would you advise someone to help their friend date it's not that like I say this I'm I am a real woman I know what he means by real women he means someone who he is not paying for who the relationship can evolve in a more natural non-transactional way and I think that that's really important too for sure oh for sure because I think that if you're finding intimacy in a transactional relationship um you're going to end up hurting yeah. When that transactional relationship eventually stops. Both sides, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So to, how can you help him date real women? I don't know the answer to that question. Hire because us it's... as dating coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it. Hire yeah, us as dating. Like... Pay us to be your dating coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I like... think you can't get him to stop doing something that he likes doing mm-hmm. if he doesn't have a problem with it. But if you think that your friend is not making choices rooted in the reality, then maybe you could gently remind them of that. To root themselves back into the reality. Yeah. yeah. And then if they yeah. decide that the reality is not what they want anymore, you know what I mean? Like if they decide, you know what, this isn't what I, what I want for myself. I want X, Y, Z instead. Then you can help support them get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Love it. Okay. I'll read the sex ed story of the week. You read the sex ed story of the week. What do you want to do? I'll just do it again. Okay. I've been doing it. Sounds good. All right. My mom was so uncomfortable with me being taught sex ed in grade four and five that she pulled me out from the class. Uh, After the classes, everyone was talking about what they learned, like their periods and erections, all of it. Uh, But I didn't know any of it. Uh, I don't, I always think the embarrassment I felt from not knowing any of it was way worse for my self-esteem and development than just learning about sex and puberty at that age. (laughs) It's amazing how parents try to protect their kids in the worst possible way sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm thinking about this and I know, I know this person personally and, um, I actually knew them then. (laughs) and it was like he was bullied because he didn't know it right because everyone else knows and then you're the idiot who doesn't know mm-hmm. and it makes it more of a big deal because it's already something that like you're not supposed to talk about but now everybody knows the secret that you don't yeah exactly um and not only that but you're going to learn sex education you're going to learn it in certain through media you're going to learn it through your friends you're going to learn it by who gets it to you first okay and if your teachers and your family didn't get to you first 
they're going to learn that secondhand from the playground. And learning it secondhand from the playground is not how you want to learn sex ed, but it's going to be what sticks with you if you learn it that way. Marissa. Like blowjobs. How I learned about, I've told you that, how I learned about blowjobs. How did you learn? I told you this, I think. But, um, Tell me again. Okay, um, I was on the swing set with a friend of mine. Yes. And and they talked about BJs and I didn't know what a BJ was. And she started talking to me about what a BJ was. And and yeah, that's how I learned about blowjobs. And I I can't remember right now because I'm exhausted about what the context is, but I remember being like terrified of having to do that one. Right. We did talk about this. My best friend Jax is the one who taught me. She kept saying blowjob, and I'd be like, What's a blowjob? And she's like, mm-hmm. It's when you like suck on a guy's dick. And I was like, disgusting. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, who'd ever want to do that me that's what that's what i said to my mom so i said to my mom when i found out about sex i'm like ew disgusting she goes that's exactly right and i'm like (laughs) i was like eight not even maybe five what what, something some one of those things i'm adding a segment to today i know you're tired but i think this is going to be really fun pick a number between one and a hundred 72 okay are you ready for yes the 72nd wacky wild and wonderful way to develop intimacy without sex i am so ready refinishing Buy an old piece of furniture and fix it up. Buy an old model car from a junkyard and fix it up. Go to your local flea market and buy the ugliest thing there and fix it up. Spend the day at yard or garage sales. Check out your parents' attic or basement for projects. Who the fuck has the money to buy an old piece of furniture, an old model car, or the flea market and buy shit to fix it up? What young teenager has that Wait, kind of... Wait, just a second. That was the tip? Those are the, the five things you can do. The theme is refinishing. These are... That was, that was the fucking tip to build intimacy. Yeah, fixing up broken things. What the fuck? <laughs> you don't think, I mean, I can tell you that like having a project does build intimacy. Being like working together and having a project, I'm not, I'm saying. I'd rather that fuck was the though. Tip? No, the tip Instead is. Instead of sex. Are you ready? <laughs> the tip is that the sexual tension is going to build like in ghosts and then he's going to want to put just the tip in, but you're going to say no because you're pure. Do you want to pick another I, number? I was going to say just the tip. Yeah. Just for a second. Do you want to pick just another number? Because this is fun. Um, okay. I want to do. 69. Um, no, because. <laughs> but 69 is a good one. I picked 69. I know. Uh, no, no. I mean, 69 is actually. I. Can... Oh, you want me to actually pick 69? No, I'm saying. Did they I... make it fun because it was 69? 69 is candles. I mean, you could. Eat breakfast by candlelight. I'm just going to add some thoughts here. Eat breakfast the night after you fuck by candlelight. <laughs> yeah. Eat supper by candlelight, like in the notebook, before you fuck. Sit Use on candles. Your, sit on your in porch. Your yeah, do like. <laughs> sit on yeah. your porch surrounded by candlelight. Throw a candlelight party where everyone brings an unusual candle. Dude, I would totally go to a candle store actually, party. Actually, like, I'm reading this and I'm like, I actually like all of those ideas. <laughs> Make candles as gifts. My friend used to make dick-shaped candles. She does give me yeah. candles as gifts. It's lovely. Attend a candlelight vigil. Wow, that's sad. Um, I, I've done I that. feel like that's not a great way to build a Like, Ready? Float candles down a river and then fuck. She didn't say that part. Float candles in your pool. Float candles in the largest bowl you can find. And fuck in them. Um, <laughs> and then drip it. Use the, wa- use the water to use the double boiler. Float method. candles in the bathtub that you're both having. And then, mm, okay, fuck. I've got some you candles. Know, One time I had candles around the bathtub while I was doing a candlelight photo shoot. I almost lit my hair on fire. Mm. Actually, I did light my hair on fire. Luckily, I was like in the water, so I just plunged my hair into the water. 
Amazing. Okay, oh, number I actually melted my nail doing that once. Yeah. Um, yeah. my uh, wax guy, Craig, he uh, he does uses a double boiler method where he puts wax into jars and then he puts them into a crock pot and he like puts he has the water like heat up to a certain temperature in the crock pot to melt the wax instead mm-hmm. of like melting it with fire because that could be really dangerous if the temperature isn't right. I was just thinking that if you were going to do wax clay, it might even be safe to like use a sous vide machine to get it to the perfect temperature. Just a thought. Mm. This is, do you want to pick one more number? Kind of. Okay. I want to do 17. Okay. Birds. Build a bird feeder or birdhouse together. Buy a cheap bird feeder birdhouse and paint it. Start a collection of feeder stations to attract different birds. Buy a bird book and go bird watching together. <laughs> Learn different bird calls. I'm, I'm just sorry, imagining coming and going, caca! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing like bird mating calls. <laughs> I just, I want to point out, this is a list of hobbies. <laughs> not like, a list. This is not a list of like ways to be intimate with somebody without having sex. This is just a list of hobbies. Okay. What would you suggest to someone who wants to be intimate without having sex then? I mean, laughing. Okay. Enjoying each other. Like, Go laughter. to a comedy. Yeah, watch a comedy show and then laugh together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's another great way? I feel like, um, okay, this is going to be bad, but, like, you know those nights where you, like, stay up way too late and talk until four in the morning? Yeah, I love that. that. Phone and, calls. Yeah, phone calls are nice. My God, one of my favorite things to do with somebody that I'm seeing is just, like, call them and then talk on the phone with them for, like, hours. There was a guy I was seeing a couple months ago that me and him literally talked for, like, eight hours straight on the phone. And I loved it. I will be home with Alex having a conversation. We will end the conversation. I will get in the car to drive somewhere for 20 minutes, and I will call him back on the phone. And yeah. And just talk with him the whole way there. Because it's – communicating is – you find intimacy in communication. Well, this is an interesting thing that I read in the Mating in Captivity. in Captivity, which was talking about how women build intimacy through words, but men build mm-hmm. intimacy through physical – like, through physicality yes. and physical things. Yeah. So, like, all of this is great for us because we're getting super intimate. But, like, how – If men do use physicality to build intimacy, then, like, cuddling, but then you've got a boner. Both of you have a boner now. Yeah. Or, like – Cuddling's my favorite way to have sex is just, like – so maybe like, are, they, are we going to end up having sex today? <laughs> like, that's my yeah, like maybe, um, maybe building but, furniture would be a good way of building intimacy with a man. As a man, two pool, men. Playing pool. Ooh. Getting can, like, them to teach you something. I always talk about that actually. Um, On a date, I like to be taught something. Teach me how to do something. Because it allows, it, it, it like allows them to spark that intimacy as well. Yeah. But right? not in a gross way. But not in a weird way. Yeah. Yesterday I went on a date. We went bowling. I don't know how to spill, spin a bowling ball. I suck at bowling. And well, look at and your he, fingernails. Of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> I love my nails. Not good for bowling. Um, but he got, he was like trying to teach me how to bowl and like builds intimacy. That's cute. He taught something. Very cute. <laughs> I would like a guy that to is. teach me how to deep. Th- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, yeah. Okay. Also, not really. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Marissa, where can people follow you? Yeah, I can be found at uh, on Instagram at underscore Marissa the Dish. Um, my company is the Dish Cabinet. We talk about all the different ways that women and dishes are alike. 
Like, we're all flat and breaky. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um, we like to yeah, have I food eaten about... off of us. Pose me down after. <laughs> Lick me clean. Yeah. Um, but I talk about confidence in your life with your body and in the bedroom. Um, break down purity culture, break down sexual shame, and, you know, to start expressing yourselves in the way that you want to. Join the Deviants Defining Elite on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Sex News with Ray. The website, sharewithray.com slash podcast. My DMs, wife Bay Ray on Instagram and TikTok. Share with Ray also on Instagram. Also latex stuff, Razor Latex. Nudes, follow my OnlyFans. I will not be your girlfriend, but we can form a very great transactional relationship at Razor Latex on OnlyFans. This podcast is produced by me and engineered by Josh from Josh T Film and is hosted at sexnewswithray.podbean.com. The music is by Blank and Brilliant and the logo is by Dolly Shots Photography. See you next week.